0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. So today's episode is with a really awesome OBGYN. His name is Dr. Dre, and he is an OBGYN doctor in Atlanta, Georgia. He also has a sex-positive sex company that has lube and condoms and He is queer himself, he is a gay man, and his company is for him, her, and they. So he is an all-inclusive sexual activist OBGYN, and I think it's really cool um, to have him on the podcast. We talk about sexual trauma, we talk about how challenging it, it is to be dating right now coming out of COVID, We talk about how to get back into our sexuality when we've been kind of like on a dry spell, if you will. Um, I definitely share a lot of what I'm going through personally with my own sexual uh, journey and how I haven't had sex in a certain amount of time. You can listen to the episode and you'll hear all about it. And he had some wise things to say and basically, it's just really refreshing to have a conversation with someone who just gets it. I mean, he's he's meeting with women all day long and he's hearing the same things. A lot of women are going through these lack of sexual desire feelings, um, low libido, and there's just a lot of energetic shifts happening right now in the collective. So we talk about how to date and heal through our sexual traumas at the same time and how we can get more in tune with our own self-pleasure and, you know, like grease up the wheels and start to get ready if that's what you want um, is to have sex again if you've been in a dry spell or how to make sex better. Communication and relationships is so important, so we talk about that as well. I think you're really going to enjoy this podcast episode. You can go follow Dr. Dre uh, at his personal Instagram, which is Dr. Dre O B G Y N. And then his other Instagram is Momentum for Her. And that is his sex company that sells lube and condoms. I hope that you're all doing well right now. I'm in Miami, I'm pet-sitting for a friend, and I'm having a really nice time just being alone, having time to heal, having time to relax. And uh, if you don't follow me on Instagram, and you would like to, my Instagram is gabloveflow. I'm over there, and we're doing a 30-day inner child and inner teen healing initiative so it's like an Instagram healing challenge. So every day I am posting a reels about what I'm doing that day to connect to my inner teen or my inner child. You can choose one, you don't have to um, you know, do both or it doesn't have to be a certain one, uh, whatever you feel comfortable with. And if you do make a post, stories or reels, make sure you tag me. And uh, it's just a nice way to connect to your inner child and your inner teenager because right now I feel like we need a lot of healing. We're all kind of going through this new shift in energies and new chapters of life. We ha- we've had full moons and eclipses and solar eclipses, and um, we are really moving into Gemini season. And you know, the, the summer, it's a, it's a vibrant, high energy time. So what better time to heal and to use that momentum um, and really use that to your advantage? And this this summer energy, you can get a lot of clarity, a lot of um, a lot of downloads, a lot of knowing, a lot of growth. So use that to your advantage and I, I don't know, I' just been feeling a lot better. Um, maybe it's because I'm not living with family right now. And I have, um, you know, my own space to be in right now as I'm pet sitting for a friend while they are traveling. But uh, yeah, I just, I think space and time and healing is so important, especially um, when it comes to like exposure therapy. And I know I've talked a little bit about exposure therapy. in I think a couple episodes back, I talked about my experience with exposure therapy and what my therapist was telling me about how if you're doing exposure therapy it's really important to carve out the time that you're not exposed to the trigger so that's what i'm doing here i'm in miami finally um i might be subbing some yoga classes but really i'm just focusing on myself and my routine and just doing what makes me feel good and not feeling the pressure to date, to go out, to do this, to drink, to do whatever. I'm just doing what what makes me happy right now. And it's very simple. It's like the simple life is what's making me feel revived. And um, sometimes I feel like I'm going through an identity crisis, but I think identity crisis is a beautiful portal to understand who you are and who you want to be and what you're interested in and what sparks you joy and what actually makes you happy anymore, you know? So whether I'm in an identity crisis or not, um, I can still live my life. I can still enjoy my life and I can still experiment and explore and find out what makes me happy. So if you resonate with that, um, feel free to DM me on Instagram and, You know, connect with me. Um, I am not a therapist, so um, don't come in my DMs and expect me to be a therapist for you. I have had some people do that in the past and it hasn't ended well, so I'm a human just like everybody else. I'm not a doormat. I'm not somebody who just can be a free therapist for people who are going through trauma, you know. I'm going through my own shit, and that's why BetterHelp is a sponsor of the podcast. So, um, with that segue, let's get into uh, this episode. And first, a word from our sponsor, which is BetterHelp. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online counseling you can do from the privacy of your own home. And this sponsor is my favorite sponsor ever because I actually use BetterHelp every single week. I know I hear BetterHelp ads on like every podcast now, but I'm not really sure if everybody's actually using BetterHelp, but I do. I actually have been going to therapy once a week, every week, and it's consistent, and it really has helped my healing journey and just given me the opportunity to connect with someone who can look at my life and my experiences that i'm going through with a different lens because we can get so caught up in the chaos and whatever's going on in our lives and we can really get wrapped up in these self-limiting beliefs and these toxic ways of viewing ourselves so i've been loving BetterHelp. i have a therapist who is actually an emdr therapist so we've done some emdr together we've done some talk therapy Uh, so you can really find the most perfect therapist for you depending on whatever it is you're going through whether it's eating disorders addiction family issues relationship issues trauma uh, whatever it is you can literally find the perfect therapist for you and you can do it in the comfort of your home and if you don't want to be on video you don't have to be on video either you can just do it as an audio call so you can go to betterhelp.com slash vibe, that's betterhelp.com slash vibe, and you can get a 10% discount off of your first month of online counseling. All you're going to do is just go to betterhelp.com slash vibe, and you fill out a little questionnaire, and then you will be matched with... All these different therapists will come up and you have the option to click on each profile, read what they're all about, and you can send them some messages. And if you ever want to change your therapist, you can change your therapist as many times as you want, no questions asked. It's really easy. The portal is so easy to navigate and it's been helping me so much through all of these life transitions and changes with what we're going through with you know, not only the economy is messed up, but family is going through a lot, health issues. So it's really important to have someone in your life that you can consistently connect with who can help you through these issues. So go to betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp, hel dot vibe and start online counseling today. Okay, so I am here with Dr. Dre and Dr. Dre is an OBGYN and the founder and CEO of Momentum Intimacy, which is a sexual wellness company for him, her, and them. Hey, Dr. Dre, what's up? Thank you for being here.
1: What's What's up? Thank you for having me. Gab, you're so fab. I just love your vibe. Oh,
0: thank you. And I'm really stoked that we're doing this. Um, you reached out to me. Um, Some months ago, and I was really into what you're doing um, and also really interested in hearing a a masculine perspective about female sexual health um, in particular, just because I'm a female, um, but just all things sex, all things sexual wellness, pleasure, all the things.
1: Well, you know, I present as a masculine male, but my energy is femme, Mm -hmm. which you know that. Yes, I know that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a gay gynecologist, but my energy is definitely feminine. That's why women are definitely attracted to me, who I am. So that's how, one of the things that I've done to be successful in this business is my energy of being feminine.
0: Yeah, and I think it also has something to do with trust I I don't know for Mm -hmm. me I've never I've never had an OBGYN who was a male and I I've actually only been to like I think one like this was like years and years ago I have I have not been to one recently um I probably should and we'll probably talk about that yeah um but I was recently listening to some podcast I forget what it was and the girl was like talking shit about her OBGYN who was a man and the way that she was talking about it was just like whoa like like there's a lot of stigma here there's a lot um of toxicity going on and fear and and mm-hmm. you know patriarchy mm-hmm. and if you want to mm-hmm. if you want to call it toxic masculinity so what's what's your take on toxic masculinity
1: so, just picking, just talking about the OB/GYN field, I would say, initially in the field there was a lot of men because the men dominated men with the medical school. Women we were not allowed to go to medical school. A lot of the earlier studies were done by men, 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 men. So it was, but now everything has changed. We have a lot of women in the field. There's more women in the field than men. And I always tell anyone who's looking for an ob always just find someone that you really, really like. So. My secret sauce is that I'm a gay guyny, So, you know, ladies love the gay guys because you can chat and have fun and not feel kind of awkward. So for toxic masculinity, I see it all the time, all the time. However, mm-hmm. I do feel that the culture is changing. I mean, the guys walking around with hoochie daddy shorts, I see that every day of my life. I'm like, the straights have hoochie daddy shorts on now? Okay. (laughs) I remember back at, yeah, I I remember back in the day when I would wear like short shorts and people would say things that were just not so nice. And now the straights are rocking them and proud of it. So, I mean, it's so different now when it comes to the culture and, and people's comfort level with who they are. So that toxic, toxic masculinity is definitely changing in the world. Yeah. The world will become more, the world will become more feminine.
0: Mm-hmm. I think people are getting more in touch with their feminine energy. And i I mean, I'm in Miami, so I, I, my gaydar is—I don't have any. I—I I, I feel like, I feel, like, what? I feel like I'm op. Girl. I'm opposite gaydar because I'm in Miami. I just assume everybody's gay. Um, which <laughs> doesn't really get me that far. <laughs> so
1: you could <can> just ask. <laughs> <laughs> you could just ask. That's a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, I would say um, because everyone is a little bit more. It's a lot more open now. You would just ask questions. Just ask questions. You just never know. You can have a group of gay guys, and one of them can be straight. You just never know. You know. You know. Just ask questions. I would ask.
0: But if you're asking you a straight guy, <laughs> if you're asking a straight guy, are you gay? Wouldn't that make them like, kind of like pissed? I mean, I don't know. I'm. I...
1: No, no, not if they're comfortable with who they are. No. Right. So that's the thing. So you, so Gab, you're on a different wavelength. So you should never date a guy that would be uncomfortable with you asking them their truth. Exactly. So that's, that won't work for you. Yeah, that won't work for you. So if you ask a guy if he's gay, straight, or however he identifies, and he like gets an attitude with you, then he's probably not going to work for you. Right.
0: Well, okay. So let's dive right in. I have not dated in uh, since like 2017, and it's by choice. I... I actually made like a, a vow to myself that I would not get in another relationship um, unless I felt it was dire, like necessary. Like, you know, how mm-hmm. some people say, well, when I met this person, I just knew. And I'm like, okay, well, if that happens, sure. But like anything other than that, no, I've been in a lot of toxic relationships that I've spoken about mm-hmm. in depth on this podcast. And I'd love to just hear... I'd love to hear like your perspective on women and toxic relationships because I'm sure you hear some stories. I mean, you're you're oh, you're with women all, nice. all all day long talking about sexual health and do they open up to you? Do they tell you what they're going through? I mean, I'm sure you've heard some shit.
1: Of course, of course. But for you, Gab, you have been dating someone. You've been dating yourself. Yeah. Yeah, so ladies, if you are listening, definitely, definitely date yourself first so you can know what you like, know what you don't like, know what you're going to tolerate, know what makes you feel good, what makes you orgasm, what makes you happy. You have to do that first with yourself before you let anyone in your life, whether it's a man or woman or trans person, whoever you're letting into your life, you know, you have to date yourself first and really know who you are. That's the first thing. Um, I would say there's a lot of bad relationships going on. So people generally come to me like when they can't have an orgasm or they're having libido problems, desire problems, they're just not vibing right. But a lot of times it's really you have to look into the relationship that you have with your partner. So if you're going to argue with your partner, of course, your vagina is going to be super tight or you don't want to have sex a course sex is going to be painful. So I would say focus on having a re- I mean there's so many other reasons why you can have painful sex, but definitely focus on that relationship to make sure you're in the right relationship for you. And no one should be telling you who you should date. You know what's right for yourself, yeah. You know? And there's a, there's so much stress with being a woman in the world. You guys are like super beings. Y'all you know, do everything. Everything, super being and that can put your body in a stress state, which means that you're going to have issues with sexual wellness.
0: What's the the biggest or most common theme or issue that you're hearing and seeing in, in your practice?
1: Yeah, so the biggest thing I'm seeing now is just libido, sexual pain, libido, the desire, not wanting to have sex. And you know, ladies, you you change, and it's and and if you don't want to have sex, that's okay. Like it's okay to say, you know, I don't want to have sex. Of course, that's okay, right? And you want to be with a partner that really, really understands that, understands that. And dating is so complicated now, so complicated, right? So women are very much like the givers and the nurturers and want to do everything to make a guy, if they're a cisgender woman, want to make a guy happy. That's actually changing. So I see like that old school of what being a woman was, like making the guy happy and not caring anything about herself and putting herself last and putting the guy first. That's actually changing. I'm seeing a lot of women putting themselves first for the first time, which is great, putting themselves first and the guy guy second, which I love. I love seeing it. And I do egg it on when I say, hey, take care of yourself. He'll come around. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I mean I think things are actually starting to like flip-flop, you know, like that women are like they I I mean I can't speak for all women, but I feel like a lot of my my women friends are just like, yeah, I just don't care. I just don't care about dating. I don't fucking care. I don't have the energy. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. don't um I haven't had sex in years. I mean, I can't be the only one who hasn't had sex in a few years, and I'm not even embarrassed to say that because, first, we're, I mean, we were in a pandemic for a couple years, but the last time I had mm-hmm. like actual sex was summer of 2019, and it was um, it was not great. I mean, I'm not. I'm, it wasn't great. It was with somebody who. Um, I thought was a friend and and was, you know, interested in me and thought that it could go somewhere. And then he pretty much just ghosted me right after we hooked up. And it was Mm -hmm. almost like, okay, well, he got what he wanted. It was that typical um, game where that you hear that men, um, they're, they're one way when they get into the fling or whatever it is. And then once they get the sex, it's like, oh, okay, game over um and i'm mm-hmm. it's not like that for everybody but i've been through a few scenarios like that and i know that i'm not bad at, at sex i think it's an emotional thing i think it's an energy thing mm-hmm. i think it's and i used mm-hmm. to always blame it on me um and that's kind of what i'm healing from right now is just all of the the times that i've put my body out there for somebody to enjoy. And then I got hurt um, like right after that, like emotionally, you know?
1: Yeah, I would say let's rephrase that moving forward and say something like uh, using their bodies for pleasure. So I see a lot of women now using the male body if they're into it for, for their own pleasure, they're for on the playground. And I think you should. Take your power back definitely take your power back. And all those people who've done those things to you in the past, look at those patterns of course. And I tell ladies all the time, look at those patterns, stay away from those people, feel the energy, vibe. If you're not on the same vibe, you know like we go out and we say, "Oh my god, this place is such a vibe." If the guy is not a vibe with you, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. You probably knew that he wasn't the one though. Cuz you're in you're you are into energy you read him and you knew he wasn't the one but there was something about it mm-hmm. you wanted to test it.
0: It's like you're reading my mind right now because I actually did um I did EMDR around this with my therapist and during uh-huh. the EMDR session I said to her, "You know what? I had this visual that this was going to happen when I was sitting on a bench with him in the park. I had this visual and I my higher self, my soul, whatever you want to call it, said you're going to have sex with him and he's going to ghost you. And it's like, I still Mm -hmm. did it. You know, I still did it. But I, but I did know that this was going to happen. This was years ago. Obviously I'm still talking about it. So obviously I'm not completely over it. Um, Mm -hmm. But okay. You're saying, I like what you just said is take your power back. And um, you know, it's, and you also said earlier that it's okay if you don't want to have sex. Like if you don't want to have sex, that's fine. But what about, women who have been isolated who you know maybe are like okay but I'm not even masturbating and I I, maybe they don't even have the desire to masturbate um and they're not getting any orgasmic pleasure at all and they're not they're not you know doing any of that maybe they're focusing on other things in their life but there's something inside of them that says well this can't be healthy either because I feel like for personally for me I've felt like something inside of me just died. Like my, my sexual energy just died. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's kind of scary and terrifying. And I don't really know where to go from here because it's like, well, how do you just start having sex again? Like, I know it starts with yourself, but
1: Mm -hmm. I just, can you talk, Mm -hmm, can, can you talk
0: about that for me? Just
1: can we talk about that? Resur- resurrect it. Resurrect your sex life. <laughs> Bring it back from the dead. <laughs> so I would say, you know, ladies who say, "Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to have sex with God." First, find what makes you happy. You know, so it could be something like watching porn. You know, buying a. You know, shopping for a sex toy, masturbating. You know, kissing find out what makes you happy, what brings you pleasure and just focus on that one thing for a while. That's why I always say find one thing that brings you happiness and pleasure. That's healthy. And mm-hmm. and you know, focus focus on that one thing for a while. You can get your groove back. And it's okay. We go through cycles where we we're sexually active or we're not sexually active. Girl, you just need to find the right guy that's going to d- just turn you on and you're going to be back at it again. Trust me. You're gonna be right back at again.
0: Right. Because it really I mean, for me, I I, um, I identify with the demisexuality um label, I guess. I even though I don't like to label myself, but it really just seems like I am demi because when I think about it, I can't just go on dating apps and be like, Oh, that guy's hot. Yeah, I'm into it. Like I, it's mm-hmm. so hard for me to like, when I, when I swipe on these apps, I'm like kind of disgusted. And unless I meet yeah. somebody out mm-hmm. on the street or in the elevator and somebody sparks a conversation with me, then I'm like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like that guy's cool. You know, like it really, really requires me to have like an emotional kind of connection. The sex, mm-hmm. the, the physical stuff doesn't matter to me. Obviously I do have some kind of type i mean i you know it's not like i'm gonna date or have sex with somebody that i'm not attracted to at all but it really seems like the only way that i've hooked up with people in the past is first having some kind of friend vibe and maybe that has Mm -hmm, like bit mm -hmm. me in the ass to be honest
1: no i don't so that you should it's it's an energy for you because you're on a certain wavelength and they have to be vibing to you. you probably find you're the right one coming into one of your sessions. They'll probably hire you for a session.
0: <laughs> That's interesting. And
1: you're like, I have to fire you because I want to be with you. <laughs> That's likely it's going to happen. You're going to be attracting because you know, once you put that energy out in the universe, you get what you want. You're going to attract that, that right energy, that person into your space. That's what's going to happen with you.
0: What do you think about how women, um, who have been through you know manipulative relationships, toxic relationships, whatever you want to call it, how they mm-hmm. still might want that not bad guy energy, like, but like, uh, <laughs> like, uh,
1: there's it's bag, it's bad There's something it's bad to be guys. said
0: about a guy <laughs> who is too nice and too mm-hmm. want like it's it's a very weird balance. Um and it's something that I've had to really think about is like, well, I don't want a bad boy. Like I like I'm over that. I'm over the fuck boy energy. I've done that, been there. But there's also something that makes me feel a little uneasy and a little weird when a guy is like super nice, super into you. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's so crazy that, that women feel this way, but it's true.
1: Yeah. It's our upbringing. So when you look at even like cartoons where we were little, like all the guys that were super hyper masculine and did crazy things, got in fights and even on the cartoons, the girls on the cartoons will swoon after them and go toward them. So our brain is programmed like that. But as you age through life, we all figure out that, hey, maybe that's not the right person for us because we always end in bad, bad situations where we're dealing with those types of people. And you will eventually start, and ladies who are listening, all of you, You know, I'm an older guy, gay guy. So I know I used to go after the bad guys. I used to be like, oh, he's a badass. I want to date him. But eventually, you know, once you really get serious about being in a relationship and dating, you will understand that the nice guy finishes first, always, always. The nice guy always finishes first because you want someone that's going to appreciate you, love you and and take care of you. That's what you shoot and make you secure and nice guys do that. So that's what, that's what I want for all of you out there listening. Remember nice guys finish first, go after the nice guy, not the badass.
0: Right. It doesn't really get you anywhere to, cause the thing is oh, it's like, no.
1: it's fun. Yeah,
0: it could be fun. Um, but usually it's that same, it's that one red flag that you see in the beginning that breaks you up.
1: Yeah. And you know, and, and something else with Danny, if you see those red flags, just believe it and move on. You know, a lot of times ladies in general will, will try to rationalize mm-hmm. how a guy is acting. Cisgender girls, they'll say, oh, well, he was acting like that. But that's because I'm like, no, he's not a child. Stop giving him excuses why he was acting that way. He's showing you who he is. So believe him. Move on. And it's okay to date bad guys, but remember, don't marry them. <laughs> Have fun with them. Have sex with them. Date them. Have them taken out for dinners, drinks. Have as much fun as you want to with those bad guys, but do not marry them because it's just a, a roller coaster after that. Okay, so don't marry them at all. But definitely, you could date them. I mean, they're super fun, right?
0: Yeah, I just don't. Right? just don't get fun. attached. <laughs> you know,
1: don't get attached, and that's very difficult for women who have sex with men. So generally women who have sex with men, they get very, very attached to those guys. So that's, if you're not able to separate that, you know, you should not do it. Don't date a bad guy. If you if you can say, hey, he's just somebody to have sex with, mm-hmm. then you can go and date them. If you are emotionally attached to people, once they do anything to you, with you intimately, then stay away from them, Just a bad thing.
0: As many of you guys know, I've been openly sharing my healing journey with PCOS and hypothalamic amenorrhea and hormonal imbalance. That's why I'm super excited to be partnering up with Ovacetol. Thousands of women swear by Ovacetol and it's for a good reason. Ovacetol is a highly researched blend of inositols and it's by Theralogix. It's designed to promote healthy hormonal health and support regular menstrual cycles, ovarian health, and fertility. I have been using Ovacetol. It's a powder that you put in juice or water. It doesn't taste like anything, and you take it twice a day, and it is supposed to help regulate my cycles, hopefully bring back my menstrual cycle, and just help with hormonal imbalance in general, especially with folks are struggling with PCOS, your estrogen could be tanked, your testosterone could be skyrocketed, and it's really hard to get through day-to-day chores and just function with those hormonal levels being so crazy and out of whack. Ovasitol is gluten-free, vegan, and it's the only independently tested and certified inositol supplement available. Did you know that Theralogix offers several other evidence-based, independently certified nutritional supplements for women's health? They have so many supplements on their website. It's really awesome. And this company is high-grade supplements. I made a choice last year that I'm only going to start taking really high-grade, potent, tested Supplements instead of all the junk that I was buying from like Amazon and Walmart. So that is one of my goals this year is to really stay taking high quality vitamins and supplements i am trying a few supplements from the therologic site i'm doing an omega i have a cbd supplement i'm doing a women's multivitamin that helps with menstrual cramps and pms and it has iron in it so there's supplements for literally everyone on this website it's amazing um, so whether you are aiming for a healthier lifestyle or you're ready to start a family, Theralogics has a wide range of products for you. So go to Theralogics.com. that's theralogix.com and you can use the provider referral code 233136 at checkout and that will save you up to 20% off of your purchase on Ovacitol or any other supplements on the website that support your overall health. So go ahead to theralogix.com and you, you can use the provider code Two three three one three six at checkout to save twenty percent off your purchase. Yeah, see, this is where I I realize like, oh, well, this is why I've just been kind of isolating myself and just I have a huge wall in front of me because part of me is like, well, I'd rather just have like a one night stand with somebody who I'm attracted to or whatever, and just get it over with because, I don't sometimes I just don't know how I'm ever going to be comfortable again to um, <laughs> What was that?
1: Oh my gosh, is my baby phone? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um I feel like it's just like how am I going to ever get the courage and and the the openness to to do that again it just seems so far away and it's like yes i do have a vibrator i do have a sex toy and i and i need to um experiment with it more and i need to get into that zone but even that it feels like it's so far away from me and i feel like a lot of women are in this kind of headspace where they don't feel connected to pleasure and joy, and it can feel kind of like alien Mm -hmm. to even like, Mm -hmm. um, try to get Mm -hmm. in that. So like, what are some of your, um, what's your advice? What's your recommendations to kind of get into that energy?
1: Yeah. So I always have people go to psycho some sort of psychotherapy, whether it's an energy practitioner, where it's a traditional psych doctor, just someone to talk to, because a lot of us have trauma in our bodies, in our space, that we have not healed from, which will prevent us from moving forward in life. And, and all of us do. We all have it. We all have trauma. So I would say definitely have someone to talk to. And then the other, when it gets, comes to sexual wellness... I always tell the girls, I'm like, hey, what do you like? Whatever you like, and I've told you, you know, focus on that. Focus on whatever you like to do, even if it's just with yourself, as long as it's healthy. Whatever makes you makes you have pleasure and happy, that's what I want you to focus on. If you have any blocks to sexual wellness and sexual pleasure, we have to figure out what those blocks are. Whether it's medication you're taking, whether it's a past history of, you know, sexual abuse, whether it's a bad relationship. Whether you're stressed out, whether you're on, you know, antipsychotics, birth control pills, there's many different things that can be going on in your life that make you not want to do it, not want to have sex. So we just have to find the root of that cause, and it's a, and it's not like an overnight thing. So girls always tell me, "Hey, Dr. Dre, can you just give me a pill for this?" And I'm like, "No, it doesn't work that way. It's not like Viagra mm-hmm. for the guys. I can't just give you a Viagra for ladies, and and." make it work so it's, it's multifactorial so we have to look at mind body and spirit what's not gelling and focus on those things and make you make all of those things talk to each other again and make you whole and then the sexual healing will come
0: hmm for the whole sexual trauma piece, I mean, because I feel like that's that's a huge part of why women are in this energy of, I just don't have the energy. I just don't care. And it's because it's deeply rooted mm-hmm. in, well, I got fucked over all these times, so why would I even put myself out there, you know? Um, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. It, The dating world is very, very sad right now. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm in, mm-hmm. you know, vibrant Miami and... It, there's still this energy that I feel like people are so um, just sheltering themselves away. And like I was so surprised yesterday when I was in the elevator, this guy actually sparked a conversation with me and I was like, whoa, like that's like the first time that's happened in like a long time, unless I know the person, you know? Um, people just seem like they're very – hesitant to put themselves out there. And I'm wondering, are there any specific practices that you could recommend that have to do with self-pleasure that you've heard any of your clients or patients like who were struggling to get Mm -hmm. back into it that maybe helped them? Because sometimes it's even just like getting myself in the mood. Like, how do you do that?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, A lot of my ladies love uh, reading, so they love erotica. So erotic um, novels, erotic books, even watching porn now. A lot of my ladies are watching porn. So do something visual. Do something that stimulates your mind when it comes to sexual wellness. Start there. I would say definitely start there. And like I told you before, having someone to talk to to heal from those things, is definitely going to be helpful. Like I go to therapy two hours a week. Mm-hmm. I recommend everyone go to someone, talk to someone about what happened to you in the past. So you can, you can heal from that.
0: Yeah. I go to, we're twins because I go to therapy two hours a week as well. I have two therapists and um, BetterHelp is a sponsor of this podcast. So everybody who's listening, if you haven't, you know, betterhelp.com slash vibe, um, just go and get a therapist because There's only so much you can do on your own. You literally need somebody else to help you make sense of, like, what the fuck is going on in my head, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can't do it by yourself. Yeah. Definitely you can't do it by yourself. I love this. (laughs) And I love it how you talk about your experiences to say you help other people with theirs
0: yeah like i'm i'm nowhere near fully healed that's the thing is that i'm still i'm I'm trying to share my healing journey like in real time because a lot of people that mm-hmm. i see on instagram or social media it's like oh well i used to be depressed or i i i've healed from this or i've been through this but now i'm better and it's like well what about the people who are like in the thick of it and they're still healing the sexual trauma. They're still healing from those wounds. It's like you can still have a life and enjoy your life, and you're still um, able to be dating, even if you're not fully healed. Like that whole saying of how can anybody love you if you don't love yourself? It, that mm-hmm. only works t- to a certain degree. Like there are plenty of people who are addicts who don't love themselves who Mm -hmm. are in relationships Mm -hmm. like you don't have to be this Mm -hmm. perfectly healed person to be in a relationship so like what's like why do people put such a pressure to be fully healed or nobody can love you if you don't love yourself that's so fucked up i don't know
1: but you have to be actually working on yourself yes so you don't have to be completely healed but you have to be walking towards getting there right so then when you so you're going to be opening your body up and to that positive energy to bring someone else with positive energy into your space that can help you get to that place of fulfillment that place of healing that's what it's about
0: yeah what are
1: you don't have to be fully healed but you have to be actually working on it
0: yes you have to be like you have to have this like awareness or you have to be going to therapy uh-huh. or you have to, you have to be kind of like conscious of like, Oh yeah. Like I have these things that I'm working on, on, on myself. Because if, if they're not, or if you are not, then, um, yeah, that that's pretty much what has always gone wrong in all the relationships or situationships that I've been in is that I was always the one doing work on myself, but they weren't.
1: hmm Yeah. And you and and ladies, if you're listening, and I know you are because this podcast is fab, mm-hmm. remember if the guy or the girl that you are or they whoever you are that you are listening to remember if they're if you're dating if they're not working on themselves you don't need to be working with them yeah. they have to be working on themselves too in order for both of you to heal and just because the world is so toxic right you're gonna have to be with someone who is definitely of a certain headspace definitely have a certain energy in the world so y'all can move through together yeah. That's what it's about and if you don't have that kind of energy from a guy, or a girl or whoever you're dating then that's not the person for you yeah at all
0: yeah because um like what i was saying before like if you're the only one doing the work like i like i was doing how that manifested in the relationship like physically mm-hmm. was me kind of like judging them And then, Mm -hmm. or saying Mm -hmm. something or being concerned about something they were doing or something like some pattern that I saw. And then that would kind of bite me in the ass because then they would say, well, you're a bitch. You're judging me. Mm -hmm. Um, You're this, Mm -hmm. you're that, you're crazy. And it's because they're not there yet. They're not on your level yet of of being able to recognize and step out of
1: themselves. Correct. And- that's another sign that they're not the one for you. So leave them alone. Yeah. And this is the other thing that ladies do, and I I still see this. Ladies, why are you trying to change these men? Why?
0: Exactly. Why
1: are you trying to change these men? It's not gonna work. Like stop. Yep. Don't even do it.
0: And I think that's where a lot of women in particular get so drained is by trying to change their partner or trying to change the person that they're dating because they, they feel like if they put so much work into it it's like it sucks it really sucks
1: because <laughs> I've been mm-hmm. there Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. and you're like um, you know, you're trying to do everything right. You're giving him a schedule. You're pretty much dressing him, telling him where to take you out to dinner, telling you how to have sex with you. You're telling him all these things that he needs to do, and then he just becomes super dependent on you. Super dependent on you. Can't even think without you telling him what to do. That's not the kind of guy that you want. You want to be with someone that's an equal partner, not a child. You don't. You don't want to raise a child, ladies, a, because. A lot of women are nurturers and gatherers and very maternal. You can easily fall into that. You can easily fall into taking care of a guy. And it makes you feel really, really good because that's your maternal instinct. But you don't want to be in a relationship with someone like that. You definitely want to be with someone who's an equal partner.
0: Yeah. And I feel like And we've all done
1: it. I've done it. Yeah, You've done it. We've all done it. Like, I used to give this one guy, like, a whole schedule of what he needed to do for the day. I'm like, I'm literally his secretary.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my God. Yeah, I, it's like you have to be their parent, and it's like what you're saying is the whole m- taking care of the masculine. Um, I feel like that's how a lot of us women were raised, especially us millennials or mm-hmm. or women who are younger. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm actually, like, talking about in therapy right now is that my mom – is, um, she takes care of my stepdad, her husband, and it's not an equal partnership. It's not, it's not equal at all. And when I was living there, which I still live there, I'm just not there right now. Um, but that was something that I really had to work through is, is kind of expressing to my mom, like your husband is fully capable of putting his dish in the dishwasher. This is not a restaurant. This is not a bar. He has two legs, two arms, and he can help you out. And you know what? It's it's an everyday thing that I have to plant the seeds, but it's starting to. I think she's starting to understand how crazy it is to be doing everything for him when he's he's an, an older man. He can he can literally do stuff by himself, um, and that's how we were all raised, and that's how I think we're still. Living in 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 these relationships is well. If I do this for them, then then they'll want me more.
1: Mhm. Oh, they'll respect me more. They'll stay with me. They'll never leave me, right? Because it's all about being in a secure relationship. But that's not necessarily the case. Like you could do everything for these men, and they could go cheat on you. They can dog you out, right? It's really about finding someone who is your equal, and that means that you have to feel that you are worthy for that. So you have to look at yourself as well. And we all know this. You can, you attract those things into your life. We know we've attracted hot messes. <laughs> we have.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, it's, it is what it yeah, is. Right? We have, we right? We're old enough where we can say we've done that. We've attracted hot messes, but we were at a certain stage in our life. But now we're on that journey of healing. We only want positivity and men who are, not going to be children in a relationship. We need an equal partner.
0: Yeah. I think there's really this shift. Um, As I was saying earlier, there's like kind of like a flip flop going on. And I I think I can, I can tell that men are not as cocky as they used to be for lack of a better word. Definitely. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's happening everywhere, but you know, I've lived in Miami for several years and it used to be, way worse. And I feel like men are starting to um, be more vulnerable and more calm. And um, I, I think we're coming out of a very weird time, obviously, with COVID. And now everybody feels this sense of urgency. And maybe I don't, I can't speak for everybody, but maybe you can speak on this is like the sense of urgency or pressure to, okay, well now I have to get put myself out there. Now I have to, because now there's not a pandemic mm-hmm. and now there's, you know, I don't have any excuses and now what's my excuse for, for not dating and now you know, it's like this, um, this pressure cooker. So I don't know how to get,
1: get mm-hmm. out of that. Yeah. I see that definitely women are putting more pressure on them and men putting more pressure to get out there because even though COVID is still around, so people who are listening, COVID is still here. So you still need to wear your mask. Mm -hmm. It is still here, alive and well, but people are now getting out and like, you know, enjoying their lives a, a lot more. The biggest thing is I would say, um, take it slow, take it slow. Don't put a lot of pressure on yourself to, be this extraordinary person who's been stuck in the house for two years. It's going to take you time to learn how to run again. But the way that you learn how to run again is by crawling and then, you know, maybe walking. Right. And then you can run. Right. So you got to crawl again. You got to get out there and learn the basics of socialization, basics of networking. Right. Because we've been dealing with this pandemic for so long. Yeah. That we still have. And
0: I think a lot of people have gotten so comfortable with their introvert side. Um, because I used to be a bartender, I used to go out, I used to drink. Now I don't drink. I don't enjoy it, I don't need to drink. Even if I like go to a concert, like I don't necessarily need to drink. Um and I think that's a huge part of dating is like going out and you know, you can go to a restaurant, whatever, but it's like for people who have gotten so used to being alone, just doing their own thing. um, It's hard to be like, all right, I'm going to go to the bar or I'm going to go to the restaurant by Mm -hmm. myself. And it's, it's almost like we have to like seriously challenge ourselves and like Mm -hmm. force ourselves Mm -hmm. to go out because how else are you going to meet somebody? If you're not going to, if you're not into the apps, which there are a lot of people who are like totally down to go on the apps, go on a date with this person and whatever. Um, and I don't know, like it just really, for me, I, it's never ended well, like going on a date with, yeah. with somebody from an app. I've had one. Yeah.
1: Cause you're going to pick a bad boy. Yeah. You're gonna pick a bad boy. Exactly.
0: Cause you're, <laughs> you're going by how they look and, and Looks. there's been yeah. one instance Um, again, summer of 2019, that i had a one night stand and it was it was like fun it was we had like a like a whole day where we like went and day drank and but this is when i was drinking this is when i was partying so it's easier to have sex when you're when your mind is altered you know
1: Mm-hmm. 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 yeah so i would say um oh. dating apps is a whole thing dating apps are definitely now some of the dating apps like you'll see some of the more mature ones like Match and eHarmony they have the algorithm where they ask a little bit more questions and make you put a little bit more work into your profile but the easier ones they just hook up sites you already know you already know what it is right yeah so dating apps will never work for you gab it's all about the energy it's all about the vibe so you're gonna have to be in a certain space but you're gonna attract that right person coming to you they're they're gonna be a client and you're gonna fire them (laughs) i really see that that's gonna be how it's gonna work for you yeah
0: i love it or maybe even like a yoga student
1: (laughs) yes 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 it's definitely gonna be some kind of student and then you're gonna say hey Wait a minute. We can't be doing this thing yesterday. You have to go. <laughs> can't come to
0: this gym anymore. Sorry.
1: You're done. <laughs> you find <laughs> another gym. You're done. Exactly. We're over you. Are you in a relationship? I'm not. I'm dating. But I love... Um, I'm just into... I don't want to be in a relationship right now. I just want to have fun. Yeah. So I just want to have fun. Date the guys. And I'm very open about it, so I'm like, don't fall in love with me because it's not going to work because that's not what I'm looking for at this time. So I just want to date and have fun. But I used to be married. I was married. Oh, wow. So been there. Oh, yeah, girl. Married, divorced. Been there, done that. That's not just the space that I want because I was in a relationship where I was putting more into the relationship than he was. Mm-hmm. And since I am feminine energy, I'm very nurturing. Mm-hmm. So I'm very nurturing, very much let me take care of you kind of person. So when you have that kind of energy, you have to protect it because people will take advantage of it. And was he- They may not know they're taking advantage of it. Was
0: he more masculine?
1: Masculine energy, yes. Masculine, Masculine looking, no. Okay. But it's all about the energy for me, not what people look like. Right. It's all about the energy, the vibe. Right. The vibe.
0: Um. So how is that going for you then? How is dating going? Like, is there anything like that you look out for? I love it. Like what, what are some red flags no. for you? What, what, I want to know what are Dr. Dre's red flags that he looks for?
1: <laughs> so a red flag me would be like, um, someone just ordering for me and not asking me what I think. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm alert. I'm allergic to vinegar. Mm. so that's a big deal like I don't want to like and who wants to carry an EpiPen in their like man bag not me <laughs> but you know I'm kind of like you know someone that does that's a red flag or like um the other red flags would be something like um silly things like who's gonna pay for dinner I'm just kind of like if you ask me out I want to know what's the deal so you need to ask me out and say, okay. We can split this, or can you pay this time? I'll pay next time. I just want to know, like th- that's like a red flag for me. Just communication. Okay. Communication is huge. And then I am a touchy feely kind of person, so I need to be cuddled and like I want to rub on your your like leg. And I'm just like a touchy feely kind of person. So if you're not touchy feely, then I'm not gonna vibe with you at all. That's
0: your love language.
1: does are like. Yeah, that's my luggage. But so those are my things. And of course, I love sex. I mean, I'm a sexual wellness. So right. if you can't have sex well, then that's a waste of time for me. <laughs> there you go. And I'm not teaching you. Yeah, and I'm not teaching you anything. So please come prepared.
0: <laughs> like, you, you you need to have some experience. You can't just be like,
1: you know. Yeah, no, I'm not for the novice here. I'm, the, I'm an experience. We need experience over here.
0: Um. <laughs> Okay, I, I kind of want to shift gears just a little bit so because I know we're running out of time. Um, I want to hear like what's the what's the day look like for you when you're in your office and you're working with patients? Um, like for women, I guess this is where I want to start first, okay for women who haven't gone to the OBGYN in forever <laughs> because for me personally I have been doing virtual appointments via Zocdoc even though it's an OBGYN mm-hmm. um so I haven't had my mm-hmm. vagina looked at in over mm-hmm. a decade like ac- actually it's probably been since I was a teenager um, and I'm just like well why do I have to go to the OBGYN you know like can you can you like talk me into like yeah. like how, why 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 do I have to go
1: yeah, because so the purpose of obstetrics and gynecology OB is just to really about um, overall the health of ladies, especially the ladies part. So the breasts, you know, making sure they're healthy and no issues there, no masses, no like rashes on the breasts at all. And you mentioned the vagina, which is the inside, but also the outside. The outside is just as important, which is the vulva. So we can pick up things like uh, cancer, vulva cancer, any kind of STDs, STIs we can see on the outside as well. And then inside the vagina, that's where the cervix is. So you you need someone to look at that cervix as well as the the vagina, which is the part that's surrounding the cervix. And even the anus and anus, a lot of OBGYNs. Forget that. But a lot of people have butt sex, right? So Mm -hmm. looking at the anus to make sure that's healthy. That's something else that your OBGYN should do. So definitely you need someone to look. And your mental health, right? So you want to have someone, because we're still in a pandemic, you definitely want to have someone that's going to be there for your mental health. And a lot of times it's going to be that OBGYN doc. So yeah, you need to go because we need to check you, check (laughs) your breasts to make sure everything's normal there. The inside and the outside of your lady parts down there, the vulva and the vagina, make sure and, and making sure everything's working. You're ovulating. Your periods are normal. Like all those things are super super important yeah. for your overall health.
0: Well, I have PCOS, um, and I haven't. My period is like non-existent right now. Um, I was getting mm-hmm. my period, and it kind of is just not here now. So I go through these phases of where I'll I'll get mm-hmm. my period and then obviously I'll just, it just won't come for some months. Um, right now I haven't had it in like, like nine months. So it's getting up there, but I think this is all because I was on the pill for, I was on the pill mm-hmm. from age, let's see, 16 to 27. That's 11 years. I was on the pill for 11 mm-hmm. years and then I decided I'm done with the pill. And that's when my health issues all just exacerbated. And that's when I, you know, Mm -hmm. everything happened, digestion issues, period issues, acne, um, just all the Mm -hmm. things. And now I'm in my early thirties and I'm just now feeling like I made a dent in my healing and it's, it really took some years to even like get there. Um, and it's really hard to even know, like, am I even ovulating? I guess that's something that OBGYN can do, right? They can just tell you if you're ovulating or not.
1: Well, you're not ovulating because you're not having a period. So if, you, if you're – in order to be able to ovulate, you have to have regular periods every single month. Right. So things for you, like, if you're ready to have a baby or something like that, if that's something that you would want, you definitely want to ovulate regularly in order to okay. be able to plan when you're going to get pregnant. But yeah, with PCOS is super complicated. It's a super complicated thing. You know, diet stuff, you know, uh, stress stuff, the hormones of your body. And it takes a big team to manage that. Hair gro- Excessive hair growth, all those things, the confident stuff, body confidence stuff that occurs with that. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say you want to go see someone like me. In person, in person, so they can talk to you about your risk for uterine cancer if you don't have periods when you have PCOS or, you know, fertility issues that you may have if you have PCOS, just to kind of get your mind right around what you have to deal with and the steps that you need to do to prepare. Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: it could be scary though. It could be a scary conversation. Yeah, but you definitely want someone in your side that's watching you to make sure that you know you're gonna have these good outcomes that you want in your life.
0: Yeah, and for me personally, I don't want to have my own kids, so I'm not really worried about that piece. But I am worried that there's something wrong with my body because I'm not getting a period, which is obviously that's the PCOS, but. Um, and I'm doing everything like,
1: well, it could be other like things. diet. It could be like, other things too, but likely.
0: Right. Um, and it's like, I take supplements, yeah. I, I do herbs and I'm trying to get my period back. And I feel like it, like what you said, the stress piece is huge. I feel like when stress mm-hmm, happens in my life, mm-hmm. my period just goes away, you know? Um, yeah, so
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. But it could be other things too. So that's why. Go into an OB-GYN. They'll, they'll look at everything and then kind of wean it down. If we can't find anything else, then we can say, yeah, PCOS. But we wouldn't look at PCOS first. The reason why you're not having a period, we'll look for all the other things that can occur. And then we'll go to PCOS. Because yeah, we don't want to miss something, right?
0: So, But how would you do that? Like through blood work, through like ex- examination? Blood work,
1: examination, blood work, pelvic ultrasound. Okay. So you have, a, you know, those things. And then we'll say, okay, this is what your labs say. This is what the ultrasound says. And we'll say, okay, you know, if something is elevated, we say, let's focus on this and fix it. See if that helps get your periods back. Right. And we'll send you to like a, generally we send people to like dietitians, you know, mental health specialists. It's kind of multi because we have the, it's treating the patient, not just the numbers. Yeah. The whole person approach. Yeah.
0: Because, and I know a lot of OBGYNs will say, "Well, just go on birth control, and that will bring your period back." But that's—I don't want to do that. So, like, what's what's an alternative mm-hmm. approach for people like me who are who don't want to take the pill again? Um, are, are there any supplements you recommend? Herbs? What's what's some natural things that you could recommend for people who? um one let's do a couple one you're trying to get their period back to low libido um what what would you recommend
1: so i would say the first thing i would do with people that just that uh, can't have their period a smart doctor's always going to check a pregnancy test just to make sure because yeah. <laughs> you just never know if so yeah right right you're like uh, let's check a pregnancy test just to make sure that uh you're not pregnant, right? So the first thing you want to do is um, test there. The other thing that we would do, is if, we, if all the labs are normal, the ultrasound's normal, you know, everything's normal, what I would do is focus on the stress component. So all, a lot of people st- have stress. We're in a, a chronic stress state, fatigue state. So I would definitely focus on that. Probably send you to someone like a mental health practitioner as well to make sure everything's okay there, okay? Because, of course, if something's going on in our mind, then our body's going to react, and not having periods is one of the first things that can occur when we're in fight or flight. Now, when you talk about um, libido, that's that's a separate thing. So libido, when it comes to herbs that I like, I like maca, I like ashwagandha, I like horny goat root. So any of those things consistently can help you live libido. But I always want to ask about that relationship. long as all the labs and stuff are normal, I always go back to the relationship and see what that relationship is. Not only with that partner, but that relationship with yourself.
0: Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. For mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. who are also are there any herbs that like can really just bring your period back? I mean, I've taken Vitex. I've take, I've taken the chaseberry. It didn't work um, for me, but I, there's so many different herbs that I'm interested in, like Shatavari or you said Ashwagandha. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does that help the period come back?
1: Not really the period, but it does going to help some, some blood flow down on your parts.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I would say, um, really, it's about, there's still really no herb that's going to cause you to have a period. Now, there's herbs that's going to bring more flow down there. Mm-hmm. You know, anything with, like, noctuous oxide, oxide components in it can definitely bring more blood flow to the, to the genital tract, which in theory can help you have periods but it's not like one herb that will say hey take this one herb and you're gonna have your period so we don't have that okay but definitely things that could bring more blood flow down there
0: nitrous oxide now we're going back to my festival days
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's not go there <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, you're so funny. You're so funny. No. no don't, like, don't take that, guys. Don't <laughs> just go and get nitrous oxide. Right. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. That's, <laughs>
0: that's not what we're saying. But, yeah,
1: like, so... Yeah, right, right. So, things like... Um, there's some studies with, like, vitamin C. There were some studies with vitamin C and periods. There was some study with... Um, pineapple, actually. Studies with ginger. I'm thinking... So there's some studies around um, turmeric. There were studies with ginger as well, black cohosh. So there's been some studies around, like, periods, but they've been in small numbers, small numbers. But all those things, I remember, can help in some kind of way when it comes to some some hormones, if you want hormones.
0: Yeah. Well... This has been amazing, and I'm really glad that we were able to connect finally and, um, and really yeah. dive deep. So, where can everybody find you um, if they want to maybe reach out to you? I know that you are having, you're saying people should do, go to OBGYN in person, but do you do virtual or no?
1: Yes, virtual, yeah. Okay. So I would say the virtual visits are for people who, um, if it's like urgent, like urgently, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, something like you're having a lot of bleeding, you just need to know what to do, should you go to ER or not, or you're, it hurts when you urinate, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's what you do, telemedicine, for. but if you've already seen an OBGYN in person, then you can do virtual visits after that because then they know you they have they've seen you you they know you know in person so they know if something which to change they can remember that so definitely see them in person to establish some care, kind of care and then do telemedicine unless it's urgent then you could definitely go straight to telemedicine
0: okay and you're located in New York right
1: I'm in Atlanta Georgia Oh you're in
0: Atlanta oh, okay so for anybody who's in Atlanta um, or Georgia, and, you know, wants to go have Dr. Dre be your OBGYN, um, that's awesome. I'm jealous. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> so,
0: yeah. And then on Instagram, where can people find you?
1: I'm just Dr. Dre OBGYN. So D-R-D-R-A-I OBGYN.
0: Okay. And then um,
1: for all your
0: sex pleasure um You've got condoms, <laughs> you've got lube, you've got your line of of that stuff too, which is on Instagram. Um, what's the Instagram for that?
1: So go to Momentum. This is for the ladies who are listening, Momentum for Her.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool.
1: Yeah, I love it. Momentumforher.com. Uh, put in a code Gab Yeah. for 20% off. Yeah. Gab, you know her. She says fabulous podcast host put that in for 20% off gab <laughs> well
0: if i'm ever in atlanta I've, i actually have never been to atlanta
1: um, oh my god you should come visit
0: and then you'll have to
1: be my ob <laughs>
0: yeah
1: you have to come visit me i'm super fun
0: and i've heard really awesome things about atlanta so yeah
1: it's a cute place it's super cute
0: cool well, thank you so much for doing this podcast. It was really awesome talking to you.
1: Thank you for having me, Your Fab. Remember, take your power back, ladies. Take your power back. Take your power back. Take your power back. And only do things that you're comfortable with. Okay? So if you don't want to have sex, like I told you, if you don't want to have sex, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. When you're ready, learn yourself and your body first.
0: That's that's the number one piece of advice. Everybody just go have sex with yourself 1st
1: <laughs> hmm Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I hope you enjoy that episode with Dr. Dre. Go follow him on Instagram. Feel free to DM him. Or if you're even in the Atlanta, Georgia area and you need an awesome OBGYN, go have him be your OBGYN. Um Again, all of the information is in the show notes, so you can just go down below and check everything out. All the links are there. And if you haven't left me a review on iTunes, or you can do it on Spotify, I believe Spotify lets you do star ratings, so you can leave me a five-star review if you feel inclined to it. If not, no worries. Um, Or you can leave me a written review on iTunes, and that really helps the podcast thrive. This is a one-woman show, so it's just all me doing everything. Um, And I wouldn't have it any other way. I like being my own boss. I like being um, the one that can do everything at my own pace. And again, if you want to connect with me over on Instagram, my Instagram handle is GabLoveFlow. All right? Bye, guys.